it's time for Celebrity Profile on Asteroid G. You're listening to Not So Live from Asteroid G. I'm Mike Finkelstein. With me, as always, is... Josh Schaefer. And uh, in, in Bex. And today we're going to be doing a celebrity profile. I want to point out, however, that after having listened to the last few celebrity profiles that we did for the show, we all decided that it wasn't working and we need to stop uh, talking about people who are currently famous. So instead, we're going to switch this over to discussing C-listers no one cares about anymore. And by agreement, no one we could think of was more C-lister no one cares about anymore than Brecken Meyer. I'm not. I'm not wrong, am I? That that was pretty much our agreement here. I mean, I like Brecken Meyer. Well, he's a good actor, about yeah, him. but no one cares about him anymore. I I care about him in the sense of like hu- a human caring for another human, I guess. Just nice, which is good because actors are humans. So yeah, I know I uh, caring about someone like as 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 one human to another. I mean, that's fair. He he mm. he is a person that exists, but what do you like? When you look at what he's done and where he has, is in his career, he's, like, even though he's got a name we all know, we all know he's Brecken Meyer, when he shows up on screen, we're like, oh, hey, look, it's Brecken Meyer. Like, he is perpetually that guy who shows up in the background of movies and then disappears again. Yeah. yeah. Well, except yeah. for me, like, I thought I knew who he was, and then I see him, it's like, wait, <laughs> nope, I have no clue. He, he was in the sixth uh, Friday, th- not Friday the 30th, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, Freddy's Dead, as Guy Who Gets Killed. He was in Child's Play, but not that Child's Play as himself. He was in the Wonder Years, that exact Wonder Years you're thinking of from the 1980s uh, for one whole episode. He was in Clueless, and also in Clueless, but on the TV show Clueless, he didn't play the character he played in the movie Clueless, and only showed up in one episode like perpetually his career is always close but not quite like i think the biggest things he's done outside of a few movies where he's part of an ensemble cast was like 62 voice episodes for king of the hill and like a bunch of stuff for robot chicken oh and then he was in franklin and bash which i don't know how many of us watched that i watched it did you was yeah, the first couple seasons. It was actually, it was actually kind of funny. Yeah, he carried it. Did, okay, yeah. he's he's a charismatic dude. You just he's like perpetually. Oh hey, it's that guy. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah. just like he does a lot of voice acting too. He does, and sadly got to play John Arbuckle in Garfield. Poor guy. Oh. <laughs> No. Do you think they? Uh, do you think he got confused like Bill Murray did <laughs> with, the, with the wrong Coen's brothers? <laughs> Maybe he thought it was a different Garfield. <laughs> oh, the the president. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Oh, it's yeah. it's it's a biopic about uh, about uh, Garfield, the, the the president, and then he shows up and it's just about talking cat, and he's like, "Did I miss something about that president?" <laughs> <laughs> Did we actually oh, elect fever this dream. <laughs> It's a fever dream as he's dying from his assassination. <laughs> you know, I gotta say, just saying, that would make for a much more interesting Garfield movie. Yeah, that's how I always think of it. <laughs> yes. 
Oh wow, he was in the craft. Yeah. Yeah. As he was like guy. the nineties guy. He was the nineties guy. If you want to make a nineties period piece, he will just magically appear on set. Whether or not he's been hired to do so, he's like, It's the nineties, guys! I'm here. Like like <laughs> If you if you want to if you want to summon uh, Russell Crowe, you put a salt circle on the ground and throw the script for a period piece in the middle, and he appears. For Breck and Meyer, it's kind of the same thing. You just put a salt circle around the the studio lot, and then cast a '90s crew, and suddenly he shows up. That's the summoning oh, wow. spell for Breck and Meyer. It's not <laughs> untrue. I like Josh and I were discussing this uh, before we uh, decided to do the podcast, and like he plays guitar. For bands that Drums, were basically drum. famous in the '90s, like Tom Morello's side projects and so forth, like it was the drums, not guitar. I'm sorry, the the drums. Well, yeah, because yeah. no one else is gonna play guitar except Tom Morello in a Tom Morello. Yeah, if someone comes up to me, he's like, "You want to play guitar with Tom Morello?" I'll just laugh at him and say, "No." <laughs> I don't need to have my ego crushed like that. <laughs> is he gonna play with his teeth or about like <laughs> something? We like, no, thank you. He could just, just stare like at Jimmy Hendrix and ask me the same thing. Yeah, he could just stare at the guitar and outplay you with his mind. Yeah, I know like four chords. <laughs> he knows I'm betting a little bit more than that. <laughs> but at I, least five. So, so like Freddy's Dead, Clueless, Payback. Is that the Mel Gibson one? No, that's a different one. Okay. Yeah, I was like, I don't think he was in that No, that wasn't that one. But okay, so Freddy's Dead, Clueless, The Craft, Escape from L.A. That one, he was definitely just surfer. Can't Hardly Mm -hmm. Wait. That was one of the ones that I knew him from. And actually, I kind of liked his performance in there, even if it was uncredited. Uh, Go, Road Trip, Josie and the Pussycats, Rat Race, Kate and Leopold, sadly, Pinocchio. Um, Both Garfields, Herbie Fully Loaded. And then, you know, it's kind of dropped off from there. But that was a pretty good run of movies that the guy did, like, way back. And then, as noted, like, The Wonder Years, Clueless again, Party of Five, uh, Kim Possible voicing, uh, King of the Hill, a ton of voicing, Coupling, which, that crashed and burned. And then, I think he's pretty much just been, like, accepted into the robot chicken fold, like, every Brat Pack 90s kid was, basically. Yeah, I think, uh... That's a, he's an excellent voice actor in my opinion. Like his Boba Fett and his Superman are brilliant. Yeah, and I, I noticed that's that's doing a lot. I also want to point out that Robot Chicken is like an institution now. I, is it still around? I haven't yes, seen it for a while. Season eleven is airing now, probably starring Breck and Meyer. Uh, but it's, like, like it started in two thousand five, and it's still going and. As I learned recently watching YouTube videos, specifically this came from Toy Galaxy, which I'm not going to endorse anything, but they do have some funny videos. Um, There was discussion about the Wizard Magazine and then Toy Fair that spun out of it. And I did not realize that the comics that Toy Fair used to do, like using action figures and posing them and having them do crude jokes and so forth, is basically Robot Chicken because the writers for that went off and made Robot Chicken. I didn't know that. I was yeah. wondering what happened to those. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, Wizard ran itself into the ground after it bought a bunch of conventions oh, yeah. and yeah, and all that stuff. But the DNA for that is there, and I would not be surprised if the blood of Breckenmeyer was in the ink that printed Toy Fair magazine. Yeah. So. Huh. 
Yeah, like it's just it's interesting, certainly to say the least. And then yeah, that mine is blown. <laughs> Go, come to talk about Breckenmeyer. Learn about magazines that are no longer in print production. Most people don't even know exists anymore. It, it doesn't. Uh, it went online, and then that company basically uh, ran itself into the ground with poor management, as so many companies do. <laughs> Everything is basically bought by Hasbro or Disney, or just disappears. Very true. Mm -hmm. But back to Breckenmeyer. <laughs> <laughs> so, so of the stuff that I've listed, what do you like from Breckenmeyer? I liked his kind of straight man in Rat Race. Yeah? That wasn't yeah. a movie I saw. It was one of those, like, mad, 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 mad world kind of flicks, right? It was a, it, it was that in all but name, pretty much. <laughs> well, I mean, if you go back and watch that movie, it's very 1960s. You can't yeah. remake it without changing too. everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's like if you're I like, remember liking the movie as a kid and then like as an adult, I'm just like, why is this movie like six hours long? <laughs> right. My mom had it. It was two fucking VHS tapes. Like, and the only <laughs> other movie I know that was like that was Titanic. And you're also sitting there going, why is this movie three hours long? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but like, oh. like that, 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 that's one of those movies, mad, 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 mad world. Like, um, I'm trying to think. There was, there was another one I was thinking of. But, okay, so like Ocean's Eleven from the 1960s. You can take the basic concept of that, but just by updating it to the modern era, you change everything about it. And, yeah. yeah. And so, I, like, Rat Race is basically, you're right, a mad, 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 mad world. Just, you know, they had to, just by grace of bringing it to the modern day, they had to change it. He's on the cover, though. Breckenmeyer actually is on the cover for that movie, so he wasn't, like... A minor character, insofar as that no, movie is concerned. I think he was lead, wasn't he? Um, of the movies that he was in where he actually had a lead role, so we're going to discount things like Josie and the Pussycats, which I didn't even remember that he was in there. Um, I kind of like Go. I think Go's a good film. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's like, no one really has, it's, an, uh, again, with everything about his career except for Franklin and Bash, and sadly, Garfield. Uh, ensemble pieces, Can't Hardly Wait, Go, Clueless, those kinds of things. Um, but, like, his part in it's funny, and that movie in general is actually really good, done by Doug Lyman. Very good script. Probably very 90s now. I don't know if I could go back and watch it again. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Apparently he was also in 54, which no one remembers that movie, but that was that was a big movie when it came out. I don't remember that at all. That was that one about Club 54, and it was like Mike Myers in a dramatic role and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. That's the thing. Everyone remembers it existed. Everyone probably remembers they watched it. No one remembers that what the movie was about, and no one remembers Brecken Meyer in it. <laughs> you are Oops. right on all accounts, because I forgot that movie existed. <laughs> No, I feel bad for him. I know, right? Like, the thing is, we're crapping on the guy, but I don't mean to crap on him. It's just, it's the way his career worked out. Like, he's got a di slightly different look than your standard Hollywood leading man, and the parts that he took were different from your standard Hollywood leading man. So I don't think he was ever going to be destined to, to repeat the term, be a Hollywood leading man. But for the roles he did, he was pretty good in them. And and you know what? If anything, too, as far as I can tell, there's no reason to be pissed at him. No, 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 no. 
he's been a good dude. People like him. He does a lot of mm -hmm. work with various bands and everyone else, and everyone seems to have a very nice opinion of it. But he's like, he is one of those ones where you go to the uh, Wikipedia page for him to see what his personal life is about. And, you know, normally there's listings of their politics and everything else. And he has two sentences that says he married someone and he also helps with G4TV. And literally that's it. <laughs> yeah, he, he gets five bonus points right there. <laughs> for, for being just a dude. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> for being a decent human being. Right. <laughs> I'm curious if he, if his career is, you know, self-inflicted, you know, like maybe he's just like, you know what? I'm more into music like Macaulay Culkin is. Well, and there's also the thing of, yeah, child star came up, uh, you know, back in the day. Uh, then like some of them, you know, they burn out and other ones are just like, I'm not going to pursue this as heavily as some of my friends are because I've made the money I want. Uh, and you can see that, like, if you if you aren't getting paid scale, and I think scale is, like, now it's 60 grand. It was probably probably closer to 30 back in the 90s. But still, if you aren't getting paid scale, you're getting decent cash. And if you're smart and you invest it and you take on some side projects, you can live on that for the rest of your life. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he got in a really strong opening career, probably only his first couple roles like Camp Cucamonga and Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare were scale. But from Clueless onward, he had just enough of a name to actually get named characters. And that would mean getting paid named character money. So, you know, probably 250, 500 grand a pop at the very minimum. Sit on that, invest it. You could be do, do, good to go. And then, you know, make that sweet, sweet robot chicken uh, voiceover money. I, well, yeah. I, I don't know that that actually pays really well. <laughs> I I don't. <laughs> and then, of course, at some point you sell your soul and you'll play two Garfield movies and you get paid a few million dollars for that. And you're like, okay, I can raise my kids now. Deuces, everyone. I feel like they had to have paid those people, like, fuck you money or something. It's you know, hazard like... pay. You have to be in a Garfield movie. Yeah. We're going to pay you commensurate amount for that. Yeah, because like if they were like, here's $300 million to yeah. voice Garfield, I'd be like, okay. Yeah, like, and I don't I don't criticize him for taking Garfield movies. When your career is, like, you're not a leading man. You're not Tom Holland. You're not whoever else. You're, you take the roles you can get to keep your family fed. And a couple roles as John Arbuckle, that's going to pay the bills. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, anyway. We got anything else to say about Mr. Breckenmeyer? Mm, he's my favorite Boba Fett. <laughs> of the three? Are there three? Or are there four? Yeah. You know, we can four. find out. There's four. There's. Well, I don't know. Do you count Django Fett? I look. Well, I'm looking and... at uh, Don Franks from the Holiday Special. If we're going to count him, Jason Wingreen played the role in Episode Five before 2004. And Tamura Morrison played him in pretty much everything after, except for the young version of him in Clone Wars and other stuff, which was voiced by Daniel Logan. And then there's a bunch of others, which are mostly, I'm going to say, like, oh yeah, D. Bradley Baker, who voices every single clone. Um, Ed Bagley Jr. for the radio dramas of uh, Return of the Jedi. That seems... Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so sad. He doesn't even get listed. Breckenmeyer doesn't even get listed on Wikipedia for the listing of people who have voiced or played Boba Fett. 
Come I think on, we guys. Yeah, come on, guys. Just because it's Robot Chicken doesn't make it any worse, you know? Yeah, he's a Boba Fett actor at this point. He is. He, Boba Fett first, everyone else second. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Bash a distant third. Or was he, was he Franklin? I don't remember. <laughs> I'm not going to go look. Anyway. <laughs> this has been your 1990s mid-level character flashback. I'm Mike Finkelstein. Josh Seifer. And Bex. And we will see you next time.